It's a fairy tale fucking town, isn't it? How can a fairy tale town not be somebody's fucking thing? How can all those canals and bridges and cobble streets and those churches and all that beautiful fucking fairy tale stuff, how can that not be somebody's fucking thing, eh? What I think I meant to say was... It's the swans are still there. Yeah, the how swans. How can fucking swans not fucking be somebody's fucking thing, eh? How can that be? Welcome. Jesus swears a lot, doesn't he? To the Every Movie Ever podcast. That's the motherfucker. The following episode contains spoilers. Yes, I am talking to you. I am one, exactly one cigarette away from having seen this film. I'm one cigarette length done of this movie, like... Yeah. And... Did you enjoy it? Because this is one of my favourite... <laughs> this is one of my favourite comedies. All right, A, uh, this is a wonderful insight into you and what you find funny. <laughs> um, B... <laughs> I can't believe I've not seen this before. Right? I couldn't either. I really couldn't either. I, I was sure this is a film you would have known well. I have never in my mm. entire life been so morally conflicted <laughs> with people in a film that are obviously, obviously yeah. terrible, awful yeah. human beings. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm fucking mm. willing for them to live <laughs> and be good and go and get their shit sorted. It is a fucking dilemma that it's, movie is, man. It's terrible people do being lovely whilst doing terrible things. <laughs> it's the worst, man. It's fucking... Honestly, <laughs> There's so many horrendous. scenes in this where there's two people just acting horrendously but doing something so incredibly sweet whilst doing the terrible thing. It's They're so fucking lovely. They've just <laughs> chosen the worst possible <laughs> livelihoods ever. Like, they, it, the <sighs> characters in this are... S- <laughs> the writing of this is... Is, yeah. Mind... <laughs> mind-boggling. Shall we intro the episode, episode and tell people what the writing is? What, the writing of what? I'm still fucking trying to process, man. So yeah, <laughs> let's let's have a minute where I can process, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is how we're going to start this episode, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Disbelief and fucking <laughs> confliction. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome, everyone, to the Every Movie Ever podcast. I'm Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. And Ben Groves, how are you doing today? Today, sir, I've been <laughs> ill for a few days now. You have, yeah. And today has been one of those days where it's just been really nice. Yeah. For no particular reason. <laughs> other than? Other than the fact I've been, I'm working from home. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of shit done. Yep. I had some great conversations with some great people. Mm-hmm. I had, I had a lovely conversation with your mum. You did? And you yeah. managed to keep it PG. It was lovely. All of it was PG. I had yeah. to remind myself that she is your mum at points. And I'm like, my <laughs> language is atrocious. <laughs> it's fine. Where do you think I got mine from? Um, yeah, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> but no, it's actually been really nice. I, I found mm. myself on my hour lunch break. I took the dog mm. for a walk in like the autumn weather, sort of between showers and the, yep. the, the leaves. And it was mm. just everything just seemed nice. Yeah. 
How about you? How are you? I did my first day uh, at the new job, Sue Sheffin. Uh, nice. walked, walked 12 Soup miles. Sue Sheffin? Sue Sheffin, like not head chef, one underneath. Uh, leave uh, so i can i can if the if the head chef isn't in i'm doing it yeah. basically but there is always a head chef in because at the moment i don't know how to cook half the fucking menu but Sick. um you'll get yeah, there man i made You're 36 made 36 pita breads 36 scones uh i made nice. 64 burger buns today basically if you buy a burger in this place the burger yeah. bun was made that morning the burger was made to order and uh, oh, every wow. all the yes, yeah, like all the it's everything. If you if you buy if you buy a quiche with a salad, yeah, the quiche was baked that morning by me in the kitchen next door. It's all very like so this is like a proper restaurant. You're doing like proper chefing, yeah, bro. Fair play, man. I was, I was thinking like <laughs> cafe thing. Like someone comes in and is like, all right, mate, could I do a tuna and cucumber? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I was doing, and I and that's okay. what I was like. Okay, yeah. This is why I was getting the text messages, being sort of like, my soul is dying. I need something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, no, yeah, no I yeah. get it. Um, so well, I thought if I was going to retrain, man. thank you. Um, so uh, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's not as good as Bruges. I'd rather be in Bruges. If we ever go to Bruges, it plays I, out exactly like I've, a movie. I've been to Bruges and I went there. Are you there serious? The, yeah, yeah, I went there. You see the entire town in this film, by the way. Every, they have to use some locations twice. That's how small this place is. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I, was, I was watching this thinking, when I'm, when I'm nearing the end of yeah, my life, yeah, Bell Tower. Bell Tower, right? Bell Tower. That's how so, I want to go, man. I want to gleason it. We slapped. <laughs> we slapped a um, a spoiler tag on this for a very good reason. A because if you've not seen it, you should. Uh, but I'm very quickly going to just run because th- a lot of the points we want to cover about the writing aren't going to make sense unless you know exactly what's happened in the film. Yeah. So there are three characters you need to care about mainly, right? Ray, okay. Ken, and Harry, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's some supporting characters. Ray okay. is a hitman who, on his first job, shoots a priest, and the bullet goes through the priest and hits a child in the back of the head. And Ken, his handler and more experienced hitman, is yeah. told by Harry, their boss, to take them, take him to Bruges, right? To lay low, is what we're told. Yeah. And so you have two hitmen, one who's just killed a kid, one who's got more experience in Bruges, and the one who's just killed a kid is absolutely mentally fucked and has decided that the reason for that is because he fucking hates Bruges and he wants to kill himself, and this is the last place in the world he wants to be right now to do his fucking suicide. <laughs> Meanwhile, you've got his mate, Ken, who's just going, look at this lovely villa, trying to keep him upbeat, trying yeah. to keep him happy. Let's go look and at the And it's just all oh, just falling on deaf ears. Yeah, it's all yeah. falling on deaf ears. And it turns out when, one night when, when Ray, the, 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 the young boy sh- shooter, is out on a date, the hand boy shooter. Well, I'm trying to <laughs> within the realms of this synopsis, trying to keep it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm you know, succinct. It's just a fun way to. Yeah, <laughs> not a fun way, but it's it's an accurate way to describe it. Played by Colin Farrell, uh, he's out on a date, and Brendan Gleeson, his mate, handler, uh, Ken, gets a call from Harry, their boss, and Harry's like, "You can't just kill a kid, man. You got to go and shoot him. Can't kill a kid and get away with it." What follows then is. Uh, the sort of morality play slash very, very, very black comedy of a hitman trying to kill a man who wants to kill himself, a hitman who wants to kill himself but can't quite bring himself to do it, Mm -hmm. and a a mob boss who's got just an incredible sense of 
decency and politeness whilst being just a horrible cunt. <laughs> he's one of the most honourable cunts that has ever been in film, ever, because not only is he... <laughs> and he's played by Ray Fiennes as well, so Voldemort. Uh, the camp, camp commandant in Schindler's List, and now a, a London gangster. <laughs> I can't see him as anything but Voldemort. And so watching this film at like post Harry Potter, yeah. mistake. For the first yeah. time ever, watching this film post <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter, terrible. Because I'm watching yeah. essentially Voldemort before he becomes Voldemort, <laughs> and I'm just sort of like, this is a prequel to Harry Potter. Like this is what it yeah. is. This is how yeah. he becomes evil. There's a there's a great scene with Ray Fiennes playing Harry the the mob boss mm. and uh, Ken played by Brendan Gleeson. They're sat in a in a in a little coffee coffee place, a little beer place, and a little table in the square. A bar, some might call it. And a bar might call it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah I haven't quite got that word. It's what they call them in Bruges. <laughs> How continental <laughs> of you, mate? I know. I'm very European. And Brendan Gleeson's like because the whole thing, the whole moral of this is is. The capacity to change, the ability to be a terrible person and do a good thing, and that the good thing that a bad person does is worth just as much as a good person doing a good thing. A good thing is always worthwhile. And so so Brendan Gleeson is there being like, you know, the boy's got the capacity to change. And the Bob boss is like, I've got the fucking capacity to change. He's like, yeah, you're just going to get worse. You're a cunt. You've always been a cunt, and all that's going to happen is you're going to become an even bigger cunt. Maybe have a few more cunt kids. He's like, leave my cunt kids out of this. <laughs> Don't you fucking insult my cunt kids. You take that back. You retract that statement about my cunt kids. <laughs> Fine. I retract a statement about your cunt kids. But you're still a cunt. <laughs> I love this. I love the. I, there's so much comedy in this film that is incredibly dark, and then there's it, but it's mixed in with. Do you know one of the bits that made me the first big laugh I got in this film? Go on. Is when Ray sits on a bench mm-hmm. and just looks across at a dog, and it's just a weird, fucked up looking oh, dog. The big, boggle eyed dog. <laughs> Mate, I just wanted to fucking love that dog so much. But his reaction to just looking at the dog and just being like, that's a fucked up dog. Because that's all he's got to do is just sitting on benches looking at dogs, being like, that's a fucked up dog. Well, no, that isn't all he's got to do <laughs> at all. Because Gleason in this, Ken in this, by the way. Uh, by the way, watching this movie, mm. you're Ray, I'm Ken, and I don't know mm. if we can say who <laughs> who Harry is, who Harry is, was <laughs> in some offence. <laughs> so we'll leave Harry blank. We'll leave Harry blank. But when I'm watching this, my first big laugh is when they first get to Bruges, <laughs> and Ray is like. Bruges is a shithole. It's a shithole. I don't want to look around it. Shit. I can't do an Irish accent, by Please the way. Don't. I'm trying. I'm really trying. <laughs> I need like a key phrase to get me into the accent. I'll shut your tits in a car door. All right, I'm back in. There we go. Yeah. It's yeah. a shithole. No, I've lost it again. You've Fuck lost it. it. Just, 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 right, it doesn't yeah. matter. So they're sitting on like a little barge boat thing. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> Ken is like, look at all these buildings. This is this used to be a hospital from the 1100s. <laughs> this is one of the oldest and most well-preserved medieval towns mm. in Brussels. And all I saw, I didn't see Colin Farrell sitting there with his fucking the his like <laughs> blazer with the dress coat over and the collar up, sort freezing of just his staring tits at his off. feet. 
and then but it's his eyebrows and I met you in university <laughs> when you used to wear a fucking blazer <laughs> and a dress coat wherever we went it never made sense to me right <laughs> but your eyebrows in that scene I just saw you like 18 year old you sitting in like a Turkish coffee shop whilst yeah. I'd ordered a shisha in the freezing cold and you just wanted to go home and then as soon as the shisha comes out it's you sitting there with your collar up <laughs> eyebrows up going Fuck what are we doing? doing? <laughs> what are we, are we doing? Why are we here? <laughs> this, it was that. It was like fucking. That is exactly what I saw. So I'm the little outside. boy shooter. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because I kind of thought if we went to Bruges, you, and right. I'm like, we're in the church. <laughs> There's a great scene where Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell <laughs> are in a church, and he's like, Colin. Colin Farrell meets this girl, this beautiful girl, who immediately wants to date him. And rather than seeing as this is suspicious, he, he books a date. Mm. And the only way he can get permission from his handler <laughs> to go on this date is if they have the whole day doing cultural things. Mm. And Colin Farrell's such a prick about it the whole time. Tell me that that's not me and you, though. It's 100% if, me and you. If we were in that situation, you were like, I've got a date. And I'm like, you can go on your shit a little late. <laughs> but first, we're going to go to the Ghostbusters Museum. I want to do. And we're going to go to the Lego store. And we're going to go visit the Ghostbusters firehouse. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then brilliant. there's that, that brilliant bit where he's talking about the blood that's in this altar at this church. And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go touch the blood. Do you want to touch the blood? He's like, oh, do I have to? He's like, it's the blood of Jesus. Of course you don't fucking have to. Do you have to? It's the blood of fucking Jesus Christ. No, you don't have to. Incredible. It is fucking incredible. The, why? Why? The reason I love Martin McDonough as a writer. So this is the first of, we're going to do every movie ever, Martin McDonough edition, because he's only got four. Mm. So we can we can sort of do four. Every movie ever as a title is quite ambitious, unless the guy's only got four fucking films, and then we're like, yes, <laughs> achievable, <laughs> done in a month. <laughs> um, the sharpness of the writing. So there's a fantastic bit where he goes on his date, and uh, she goes, "Oh, what do you do?" He goes, "Oh, you know, I kill people." You know, and trying to play it off as a joke, even though we know he's telling the truth. He's kind of yeah, trying yeah. to tell the truth in a jokey way. And she goes, oh, um, what kind of people? Bad people? He's like, oh, no, priests and children. Again, cutting to the cutting to the fucking bone. Yep. He's like, do I look like a guy who does that? She's like, no, just children. And she's only joking. But fuck me. Dude, when she so said that. So look in Colin Farrell's eye. He just does that wince where his smile stays on, but the smile leaves his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> in that right I've always struggled with Colin Farrell and I don't know what it is because he's either yeah, same. fucking mind-bendingly good mm-hmm. or I just forget he exists yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean but, not in a mean way just no. in like I think some roles he's made mm. for and other roles maybe not so much yeah 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 this role could not be played by anyone else I know there is no one else on the planet that could play Ray yeah. the way that Colin Farrell did, because the subtle nuances of yeah. someone that is struggling with his mental health, yeah. morality, his identity, he's, his identity, the fact that he is suspicious that he's mm. going to be the fucking the next job. Yeah, 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 he's yeah, in yeah a totally. Place that he doesn't fucking want to be. He nails every <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. minute aspect of every yeah. aspect of this movie. It's crazy. I think Colin Farrell is a fantastic actor when he has to be. And when he's not hired to just be Colin Farrell. 
Okay. So, like, uh, the cabinet of Dr. Parnass is Terry Gilliam. He's in the... The Imaginarium. Yeah. Of Dr. Parnass. I was like, is there a second one? No, 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 no. Because the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus is a fucking outstanding movie. It is, but he's not outstanding in it. I didn't remember that Colin Farrell was in that (laughs) (laughs) but I think I think if you give him enough meat he's he can he can fucking handle it it's just he's very rarely needs to for instance the penguin in the Batman he's incredible as the penguin in the Batman which Batman Oh, the Batman, the recent the one. The Batman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. My yeah maybe we should do the Batman movies at some point. <laughs> um, no, I, th- I think you're right. I think I think you're right. There's a fantastic... What this film essentially is... My mind is... went to 1966 <laughs> Batman. I was like, I don't think what? it was alive. Like, is it... Colin Farrell? <laughs> <laughs> That's how good he is. That's how good he melts into the role. <laughs> He's either that forgettable that I don't remember that he's co-starred with Michael Keaton. Oh my god! He played Robin, man. Do you not remember in, in Batman '88? I can't believe that you've just that I've made a point and then it's been proven back to me that quickly. I don't think that's ever happened in my entire life before. That's fantastic. Thank you. I'm actually crying. That's so stupid, but so funny. I think what makes this film sing for me is it's a it's a film. No matter how what level you look at the writing, if you look at the writing of a few lines, so for instance, mm-hmm. the wince with the just the children yeah, yeah. Uh, line, or you look at the, the absolute macro thing, it's okay. a film of contrast. So there's a, there's a joke that's in surrounded by absolute tragedy. You know, it's tragedy, tragedy, tragedy. And there's a joke in the middle that because of the sudden swing from tragedy to comedy is all the funnier. And then it's comedy, 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 comedy. And then a child gets shot in the back of the head. And it's all the more tragic because you're not expecting it. It's that contrast back and forth, back and forth. And as a film of contrast, you've got the morality of criminals. You've got, you know, Harry won't have a shootout in the in the crowd. Um, the, The mundane details of how you do a shootout. You know, it's exciting and intense. thieves, man. Yeah. The humour in the tragedy, the minority who hates other minorities. <laughs> yeah. Dude. The fucking... That guy. <laughs> deserves awards oh, for so what does. he had to go through for this movie. Because <laughs> fuck me. Can you imagine being a little person and reading yeah. that script and being like, I've got just the part for you. <laughs> This script pulls zero punches because Colin Farrell is not playing an educated man. No. And none of his opinions come from a place of malice. They all come from a place of ignorance. Yeah. Fuck me, they're so ignorant. (laughs) Mate, there is zero compassion from that man, except for the point of... I shouldn't have killed that little kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there is because because his whole thing is is he pulls uh, the girl because mm-hmm. they see a little person and he, he talks about the high suicide rates among little people, which she which found a, a she finds so he knew for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in depth had figures because he knew just it yeah he just read it read it in a newspaper and finds little people so novelty that he remembered all these facts about them because he's just so unaware of them as, like, human beings. Yeah, it's But then when he meets the little person later in the film, he's talking about those same statistics to the guy, and the reason he's so nice to him all the time is because he doesn't want that guy to kill himself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So from his point of view, he's being really compassionate. 
Okay, <laughs> I will retract my statement of saying there retract is zero that, compassion. Retract that statement about my, is... cunt, my cunt kids. Yeah. <laughs> I retracted the statement about your cunt kids. Uh, that sounded Irish. I can do like snippets, yeah. but consistently I'm all over And the also show. you're going north, south, east, west, all over the place. Oh, I can't do fucking... Hello there! Like, Would you like to meet a pot of bomb under your fucking bed? This is like saying to some. This is like asking an American to do a fucking Wolverhampton accent. Oh, you can do an English yeah. accent. Go on then. Everyone goes, bottle of water. Bottle of water. No one yeah. goes, you are right, am ya? <laughs> How am you, bab? How's the babbing? No one does that. No one does that. It's I, I can't pick up on the nuances. So apologies, Ireland. I'm trying. Okay. Not very hard, but I'm, I'm trying a bit. I think I'd rather you didn't. <laughs> You're trying in the same way that Colin Farrell is trying with this little person. Yeah, it's, it's from a place of compassion, it just is, alter it is. ignorance, because I could probably get better at it if I learned, but I won't. <laughs> One of my, so the, 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 the script for this is it pulls no punches, but because everyone is a villain, it can get away with being funny because they're not in the right. It's deliberately outrageous. I get There's a brilliant that. bit where he blinds, he blinds a skinhead by firing a blank into his eye. And he's like, when did all you lot have to become fucking criminals? Skinheads in the 80s, they were content with just beating up 12-year-old Pakistani boys. Yeah. <laughs> but now you've decided you've all got ideals and morals. I miss the 80s. <laughs> yeah, I know. Dude, there's so many moments in this movie where the shit that comes out of his mouth, yeah. I, my jaw is dropped and I'm like... How has Twitter not cancelled <laughs> this movie yet? It's like every scene, there is something mm. that is so yep. PC adjacent. Like, it's <laughs> not directly anti-PC, but it no. is in no way politically correct. It's no, just not at all. You're correct in saying that it is from, it's not from a place of malice. It's just pure ignorance. Yeah. And it's it's the character as a whole. I think that's the, and I think that's why it hasn't been cancelled is because the the character, yeah, is isn't malicious. They're ignorant, and the film knows better. Yeah, hundred. The director and the writer know that the character is in the wrong. It's not it, a sincere statement from the writer. No, of course, it's not. a sincere statement from the character who's of an course idiot. Not. You're not supposed to find the character statements funny. You're supposed to find the fact that this guy says that shit. <laughs> yeah. It, sincerely it, believing sincerely, he's being compassionate yeah exactly but in such a fucking human nice way or not nice but in such a human endearing way yeah that you kind of like laugh at him as a person yeah, yeah. For, for having that idea. for that clownish yeah exactly but also the fact that we relate to that sort of Innocent night. So there's a scene that illustrates this perfectly right. There's a, in Bruges at the square, there's a big fucking clock tower mm-hmm. and it's narrow stairs all the way up. And he doesn't want to go up because he's having a shit fucking time. And uh, his handler, Ken, wants to go up to the top. He's like, oh, you fucking knock yourself out. I'm going to stay mm-hmm. down here and just sit on this bench and be a depressed prick. Mm-hmm. Ken's like, fuck it, I will. So while Ray sat there being grumpy, looking at a fucked up looking dog, Three American tourists come up and go, oh, uh, you been to the top? And he's like, nah. And they're like, oh, well, the guidebook says it's going to be one of the best sites there is, is in your town. American accent? I'm not doing any accent. I'm at least trying to do the Irish. The, no. The bare minimum you could do is at least throw in an American. Okay, so if there were a Chinese character in, in this film, would you try then it? Then we'd be morally obligated to try it because you tried the Irish one, so now we have to do all of them. Is that what like it I is? I feel like I back myself into a corner here, man. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) But these Americans come up and they're like, oh, what's the view like from the top? And he's like, well, you're not going to try it, are you? And they are, they are admittedly large people. And they're like, why wouldn't we go to the top? He's like, well, fucking look at you. <laughs> look at the size of you. You fucking elephants, man. You're fucking you elephants. just tried the Irish accent then as well. Is this fucked up that we can, like, try the Irish accent? But like you've rightly pointed out, if they were Chinese characters, mm-hmm. there is no way on earth that we would be trying to do the accent. I think, uh, I think there is a more recent history okay. of the Chinese accent being used by white people in a derogatory way. Okay. Whereas I think there is a less recent history of the Irish accent being used by English people in a derogatory way. I think every grandparent cracks the fucking Irishman jokes. Yeah, but they don't do the fucking voice, do they? Do, do your grandparents do the voice? Well, my grandparents are dead, so oh. bit late for them to appear on the voice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. They might be Patrick Swayze in a clay pot somewhere. I don't, I don't know. They're just throwing out Irishman jokes. It's weird that you went, you went with clay pot, and I was like, what, they're robbing from banks using extreme sports? <laughs> <laughs> Your Sorry, I, was just... to, I was trying to keep it classy, because I also uh, watched Ghost last Oh, did night. you? Mm. How was that? Cry. It's yeah. fucking fantastic. I've man. not seen it in years. Dude, it's, it holds up. With Whoopi Goldblum. Yep, Whoopi Goldblum. <laughs> Was it you that texted? Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> what was the context of that? This makes no sense. I think we were talking about the one where she whacks with a dinosaur. T-Rex no, we were PI talking or something. about ghosts because you told me that, like, you were telling me about an experience you yeah, had yeah. with the paranormal. And then I was being a dickhead <laughs> rather yeah, than being surprise, supportive. Surprise. Yeah, yeah. I said that my only experience is where I was in a pottery class and my yep. recently deceased husband, who was killed by his best friend, <laughs> came and cuddled me and then whippy, <laughs> whippy whippy gold blue. <laughs> my autocorrect on metal. Sorry, that is such a stupid fucking derail, but fuck me. Whippy Goldblum, man. I can get us back on track from Whippy Goldblum because I've got a question that I think this film asks that I don't know the answer to. It's in my notes here somewhere. Where are we? Do we have to pay for the mistakes we didn't intend to make? Do we have to pay for the things we didn't mean to do? Yes. So why? I'm glad you brought this up. I'm glad you brought this up. So here's a little bit of life advice from a drummer. Yeah. You can have the best fucking intentions mm-hmm. in the world. You can have your your intention could be to practice for 24 years playing drums. Yeah. Join a band, mm. practice there, practice your tracks for six years mm-hmm. and then get given the gig of a lifetime yeah. in front of 2,000 people while supporting an Italian band. Yeah. And then what you can do is you can have the best intentions in the world to get up on that stage, entertain the shit out of everyone, yeah. play the best you've ever played, go back to the green room, slam a few beers and carry yeah. on living your life. But what also could happen is you could go up on stage, you could dislocate your finger at the second knuckle, the first track in, (laughs) have the bass player come over, snap it back into place, and then carry on playing the set. But you fucked up that first song. Mm. You didn't intend to, but it was very audible. Your finger's sort of bending at a weird angle now. You also lost all all feeling in your one finger. My point is, intentions don't really matter. Yeah. 
It's what happens. Don't really matter. Yeah. It's how you recover from it. Yeah. And you I can think... be playing a song. You can drop a stick, and you can sit there and go, "Well, that's mm-hmm. the song over now." Or you can mm-hmm. grab another stick and fucking yeah. make up for it by playing and your heart out a I little think bit more. That hits to the heart of what this film is about and the three different mm-hmm. perspectives. Because Harry the mob boss is you kill a kid, it's over for you, you're done, you stop playing the song. If yeah, you fuck 100%. up that bad, get off the stage. Yep. You should yep. have the pride and the honor and the dignity mm-hmm. to go, I fucked that up completely. I'm going to walk off the stage because I don't deserve to be here anymore. Never touch a drum kit again. Never touch a drum kit again. And mm-hmm. then, you, which is which is a debatable moral point of view. It's not one I have, but I can see how the character has arrived at that. You kill a kid, you're done. Right? It's the ultimate sin. That. Right. Then you've got um, Ken's point of view of mm-hmm. that doesn't actually achieve anything. It doesn't make yep. bring the kid back. It doesn't... Yep you have to have the capacity for change. Yep. And so carry on playing the song. And if he keeps fucking up, he keeps fucking up, but at least he still has the ability. If we let him live mm-hmm. to maybe do something good. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that he'll never be able to undo this mistake. Mm-hmm. And it comes back to that. When Ken throws himself off the watchtower to get a gun to his mate, mm-hmm. That's the bit where that good deed is worth just as much from a hitman to another hitman to another hitman mm-hmm. as it is to from a saint to another saint that a yeah. good a good deed is always worthwhile it doesn't excuse the bad behavior mm. it doesn't balance out the bad behavior but it's just as worthwhile 100% no matter how much bad you've done and to have that in a film in the same film where a man pokes a little person in the back of the head and goes, you look weird. Do you want some cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with that viewpoint as well, because no. I don't think there is a hard and fast ruling for no. anything like this. It no. is, it's purely down to how you recover. Yeah. You fuck up. You owe a, own it you own you shit you fucking accept that that is a part of you now it's not a case of going yep did that mm-hmm. and then you just forget about it and carry on living your life doesn't work you <laughs> fucking own it that yeah. you're you are just as much made of your mistakes as you are as your successes yeah. and that's what makes you so fucking beautiful and unique and experienced and you just yeah. fucking just own your shit yeah recover from the fuck-ups yeah and I don't really think intention. <laughs> no, it doesn't come into. If, it. I don't think doesn't if you go out it. with the intention to kill a kid, and then you and you you kill a kid, mm. the kid's still dead. If you go yeah. out with the intention to kill a priest and, and then kill, kill a, a priest kid, and a kid, yeah, the kid's still dead. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's a there's a fantastic the upshot of this film for me because it's mm-hmm. got a it's got an interesting ending. But at the midpoint of this film, Ray, the little boy shooter, goes to the park to shoot himself unbeknownst to Ken, his handler, who goes to the park to find him so that he can shoot him. Mm-hmm. And as he stands behind his mate to shoot him in the back of the head, his yeah. mate pulls a gun out to shoot himself in the back of the head. He's like, what are you doing? Stop! Stop! Yeah. <laughs> oh, where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> and I'm back into the Irish again. See, yeah. I can get, it's the little phrases. Swear words am I in. Yeah, that's, that's what, what it is. is. The like fuck I... did you come from? I've lost it again. <laughs> lost it again. <laughs> Fuck's sake. It's a coin flip every time. It's a it coin is. flip. It's you a got, gamble, got a, and I'm willing a, to live life on the edge. <laughs> Forward my post to the edge, because that's where yeah. I'm living. 
But there's a, there's a fantastic bit where there's the awkwardness of them realizing he's like, "You were going to kill yourself? No, I wasn't. You were going to kill me? No. Can we go somewhere and talk about this? Because this is a bit awkward." <laughs> when they say, "Can we just go somewhere and talk about it?" They are stood in front of a climbing frame on a park <laughs> to go somewhere and talk about it. They go like. 15 feet and sit yeah. on the park like there is there's no big transition <laughs> can we go somewhere and talk about this and then they go and sit on a little fucking kids play thing whilst just sort of examining guns yeah sorry that that's bit, fantastic i was crying with laughter yeah. like, i was fucking it's just hilarious. can we not be on this bench anymore and then they probably walked five meters and went when well we're where this here's the, here's fine dude, <laughs> i was crying with laughter at that when it it just cuts yeah. to them like fucking yeah. <laughs> the other side of the bench sorry go on back, so, back to so, your point. my bad uh ken ken goes right okay if you're gonna kill yourself fuck it there's no need for me to kill you i'm gonna put you on a train and i'll deal with harry and he puts him on a train and 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 colin farrell's character ray's just like well just tell him you know i'm suicidal i'll be dead in two weeks and he's like Oh, the doors slam shut. And the doors slam and shut his face. And then he just shrugs because he himself genuinely doesn't know whether he's just going to bother living the next two weeks or if he's going to kill himself. He's he's genuinely suicidal of like, I can't tell you I'm going to go live a nice life. Yeah. I might kill myself before the train gets to the next station. Mm. And when the film ends and Ray's been hideously injured, the last line is, I hope I don't die. Mm-hmm. Please, God, don't let me die. Because he wants his opportunity. It's slightly different. Oh, no, it is. You're right. I, I misquoted. What is the quote? I hoped I didn't die. I hoped I didn't die. The narration is oh, all in past tense. so good. And it ends before you know. It ends yeah. in the ambulance. So it ends before you know whether he did mm. or didn't. Because this could be like a, a mm. posthumous, po- mm. posthumous. Post- posthumous, yeah. Posthumous? Yep. Fuck off dyslexia. Posthumous <laughs> narration, or it could be yeah, like a, yeah. A, like a memoir type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I hoped... I, and that's the thing with Martin McDonough, is that every layer is incredibly well written. Every character means something or represents a point of view. The moment-to-moment mm. writing, and then that last line to go, I hoped I didn't die, just mm-hmm. adds such a delicious spin of complexity... And all of his films are different. All of his films are different. Seven Psychopaths we're going to do in a couple of weeks is just as well written, but a completely different film. I loved... I've seen Seven Psychopaths mm-hmm. a couple times. Yeah. This is when I was peak Tom Waits fanboy. Right? Yeah, this yeah. is where I saw Imaginarium with Dr. Parnassus. But not was, Dracula. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I've never, I never got round to Dracula. Vampires yeah. aren't really my thing. Well, no, they weren't really my yeah, thing yeah. before this October. And now yeah. I'm watching a fuckload of vampire movies all of a sudden. <laughs> yep. First, on the rewatch, mm-hmm. fucking banging. Yeah, it is. Park Chan work can tell a, a fucking legend. story man <laughs> holy shit but have There's... you seen dracula 2000 not yet that's Don't. on my watch list <laughs> oh god no 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 i know I, that's why i want to watch it because i know that it's going to be f- yeah, awful yeah, yeah. uh i what's tonight vamp is tonight Ooh. Mm, i've not seen it i don't I've know what it is things. um peak tom waits fanboy yeah, seven yeah. psychopaths it's tom waits with a pet mm-hmm. rabbit yeah who's fucking ma- massively unstable yeah, in, yeah. in the film for maybe 10 minutes yeah. worth it <laughs> yeah totally worth it because seven psychopaths is a is a sort of meta it's it's mcdonough doing a sort of tarantino making a film writing a film rather than a play yeah. playing with what films are what scripts are 
what uh, what what cliches are within cinema, all that sort of stuff. Um, we'll and it's fantastic, but it's a very, it very different film to this, as is Three Billboards. As um, is Inishirin. Um, which, I'm not saying again, shit. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, wish yeah. you would have seen it because I have... It doesn't matter. I know, I know. But... I'm going to try. I'm going to try as soon as I can. I'm doing... I walked 12 miles today, mate, and that was just work. And then I came back and walked the dog, and then I cooked dinner for everybody, and then I logged on to do this. So, Oh, so you can't possibly watch a film that you really want to watch <laughs> that's that's available at a cinema that i can't walk to i have to get my mum to give oh, me a lift and go mummy mummy drive me to the cinema please <laughs> mummy i need a wipe mummy i will phone your mum again and be like take rob to the fucking cinema <laughs> <laughs> i will send your mom pocket money to drop you off at the cinema <laughs> no pick and mix though because you get too hyper mm-hmm. is this film medically possible there's question the, the question the most questionable yeah. possibility that comes in the medical realm would be shot in the leg yeah has walked halfway down the <laughs> spire yeah then is shot in the fucking artery in the neck and is yeah. pissing blood everywhere yeah crawls to the top gets dressed properly yeah checks her guns working yeah then jumps out of a fucking clock watchtower tower, yeah to survive hitting mm. the floor, I'm going to give it a ten. I think yeah. it's all medically yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the only bit where I was like, mm. it's not medically possible because I think he would have died on the stairs immediately. Because a shock doesn't set in. B yeah, yeah. There's but I, some but crazy then, shit. then you could say, is it definitely hitting the artery or is it just a large vein uh, and just a big neck vein? What I think isn't medically possible <laughs> is the time frame that all appears to take place in you know there's a lot of time between him getting shot and then landing at the thing which is way more than enough time for harry to get to the bottom but i think it's more about how he's perceiving time in that you know they're getting dressed all this sort right. of thing so he's perceiving it to be sort of like a big ordeal but in yeah. actual fact he's pissing blood he's, drags he's, gone, the he's gone up three stairs over. and immediately done it yeah 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 there's not a time for a fucking irish shanty between, but oh. okay, yeah, I cried at that bit. That music, yeah, was beautiful. The soundtrack in this as well, by the way, is, is like if a metal band only played pianos. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's, there's the the yeah. end sequence where he's being like chased through the streets, and there yeah. is like the what? There's this one fucking riff mm. that just comes out of nowhere, and I couldn't help being like, oh shit. This is him, sick. Like, yeah, expecting yeah. like a drop from a harp and a fucking mm. like <laughs> it was ridiculous, man. That makes it really interesting though. If he's perceiving it to be that long mm. and that's how it's portrayed, because Harry's yeah, already halfway down, there. you know. All right, I'm back up to a ten. Yeah, I think it's just sort of like a visual representation of how he's perceiving time. Not yeah. All right, yeah, I'm back in. I've talked. You've talked me around. Because right, yeah, I, I genuinely think he's 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 gone up three stairs. You know, just rolled over rolled over basically crawled up a bit he's really dignified yeah an Irish shanty there's a wonderful bit there's a wonderful bit where he's at the top of the watchtower and he gets this change out of his pocket and starts tinkling it on the floor so that nobody underneath him nobody underneath him gets hurt that's the bit that got me how hold on hold on alright I'm back so Mm. how Mm -hmm. can a hitman who has obviously got all of his own shit going on, mm-hmm. and you can see the grievance in his eyes mm-hmm. when he's talking 
about his dead Ray. wife. He's talking about his dead wife. He's talking to Ray, and Ray's in bits. Mm. And you can see in his eyes where it's this fatherly, like, mm. it's going to be okay, I believe in you type shit. <laughs> oh, fuck off one sec one sec okay mm. he's a fucking terrible human being that yeah, has he's actively killed Kills many people, people for, money. for money right and yeah. I'm this fucking upset about him uh, sprinkling change to make sure that the people at the bottom yeah. get out of his fucking way because he's like you want to make yourself scarce I, want, I don't want anyone else getting hurt in this oh my god yeah. I was I was fucking sobbing in mm. this bit because I I thought he was going up to the top of the bell tower to pop some shots yeah. so that everyone cleared and everyone scattered. And yeah. I thought that would be the smart thing to do. And there's a moment where it becomes clear that that's not an option yeah. when the fairy tale fog yeah. that he made up mm-hmm. to help Ray get away. I cannot mm. fucking do this, man. <laughs> there's a, there's a fucking be- love, Ken. No, so much, <laughs> even Harry, even Harry, the antagonist in this, he gets told that Ray's not going to get killed. He smashes up the phone. His wife comes in and goes, Harry, it's an inanimate object. And he goes, you're an inanimate fucking object. The next thing he does is he puts the phone away and apologizes to his wife and goes, I'm very sorry. I lost my temper. Oh my um, God. I do love you. And there was, there was, there was no need to, to speak like that. When he then gets to Bruges, and Ken goes, the boy had to be let go. And mm. you're a cunt, but you've always done right by me. Mm. So I had to let him go because I had to let him go. And if that meant saying fuck you to you, fuck you. But I'm, I'm not going to fight you. Mm. You've done nothing to deserve me fighting you. And Harry's like, well, I don't want to fucking do it now, do I? <laughs> you can't just say all that and expect me to still fucking shoot you, can you? Yeah, yeah. And then when he does shoot him, he goes... I'm sorry, but you oh, can't man. just kill a kid and get away with it. Everyone in this has got their own decency. They're decent from their along their own terms. And the only reason that they fall out with one another is because they, they don't have compatible views of what decency is. They're all indecent. They've all drawn their own lines as to what's right and wrong. <coughs> and where those lines aren't parallel is where you mm. get the conflict in this film. Nobody in this film behaves anything other than how a human would. I'm not going to go through you with the baby and that, am I? I don't, because <laughs> this is going to get me going again, man. Dude, you're a cunt for this, man. Honest. It's a fucking dark comedy about murderers and shit, man. And yeah. I'm literally, I've spent the last <laughs> fucking half hour of that movie weeping. <laughs> And then immediately crying with laughter, and then immediately going back to weep. It's been a fucking emotional roller coaster. You got a, you got a little person advocating for race war. What about the Vietnamese? What about the, the later? Oh like, it's, it's so much. This movie is so much, and it's this. I text you. You yeah. were like, "What are you feeling about this so far?" And I text you saying, "This is Edgar Wright." Mm-hmm. without the comic books about murderers. Yeah. Because yeah. the level of genius that's mm. gone into the script is just fucking it's only matched by Edgar Wright. Like I don't yeah. I can't think of another movie or another director or another writer mm. that can do what these guys can do as well. 100%. I can think of tons of people that can do it, but yeah, to do yeah. it this well. Yeah, yeah. And still Ma- fuck you up emotionally is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. second yeah, yeah, to none, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made a great point earlier <laughs> about um about the morality and it's all their own choosings and it's all from yeah. ignorance right 
This entire film plays out because of a rookie hitman's yeah. poor choice to not finish the job when he had the chance, yeah. but to wait it out and get a few more pop shots in. Mm-hmm. He saw that as a fit thing to do, yeah. and it ended up killing a kid. Yeah, And then him choose it shut the fuck up man every time i get a wobble you're laughing and it's making it worse man (laughs) okay him at the end yeah when the pregnant hotelier yeah is standing between the two men with guns going you need to get the fuck out of my hotel yeah both crazy put the guns down ray goes out of his way to be like we're not doing this here we can't do this with the pregnant woman here because i'm not going to kill another kid Mm. and it's that little bit yeah. That just fucking like winces your heart, and it's like uh, I know that you killed a kid, yeah. and I know that you're a shitty person, but you're oh, also I just got want this to give decency. you a cup of tea, yeah, 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 and a blanket, and, and just... then the, this incredible bit. So you've got having this thing where he's like, "Oh my god, he's got the weight of that," and then he goes, "I've got an idea. There's a canal behind the hotel. I'll jump out the window of the canal. You can have a few cracks at me from the street." Yeah, and but Harry's like. Which way is it? Left or right? He's like, it's a fucking huge canal. How did you not see it? You walked over it on the way here. <laughs> you can see it from the fucking front door. It's a and fucking that, canal. It's you can a, see it from the uh, front door. <laughs> that whiplash from comedy to tragedy back and forth is just delicious. The, the, when he's been shot, he's on the stretcher mm. going back to the ambulance and you get the little flashes of the, the good choices that he's made. Yeah. And the good things he's done. And it's like the reminders of the the choices that he has made in, mm. in people. You've got the pregnant hotelier is there and she gives him a smile as if to be sort of like, Thank you've you. just fucking sacrificed yourself for me and my child. Mm. I'm going to go again one sec. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. It is. This is actually ridiculous. It's a ridiculous film. It's a fucking dark comedy from 2008 <laughs> and I'm literally treating it like I've just lost a pet. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck me. What are you rating it, Ben? Uh, I've seen his mm. other movies mm. and I can't go into detail about mm. why I'm giving it this rating Rob mm-hmm. because some knobhead who hosts <laughs> a movie it, podcast yeah. doesn't watch movies <laughs> or listen to podcasts so with no context whatsoever and yep. with no further explanation eight Okay, good. I'm gonna give you? this. I'm gonna give this uh, a fat ten. A fat ten. Ooh. I think. I think if you're looking at writing, and the reason I wanted to cover mm. this writer, mm-hmm. I don't think there is a better writer living mm. today working in cinema. Edgar Wright is as good, but mm-hmm. Edgar Wright tends to have narrower scopes. He works within genre movies, and I haven't seen him do. Martin McDonough, you know, the the genre movies that Edgar Wright do, does are comments on those genres. You know, mm-hmm. even Baby Driver is a, is a comment on the car chase and all this sort of thing. Martin McDonough is, I think Edgar Wright is a director and a writer, and that's where he edges McDonough out. McDonough just writes. Okay. Um, he is, he's, yeah, he's my favorite writer working today. Okay. Uh, and so, and so, this is. A, uh, I think every one of his movies are a ten for me, with the exception of maybe Seven Psychopaths, which I think is one of his weakest. What do you mean one of his weakest? He has four movies, <laughs> and that's why we're doing so, every tw- one of his movies ever. <laughs> so what you mean to say is it's twenty five percent his weakest? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're giving this a fat ten because mm. you love his writing. Do you think that he could write better than In Bruges? 
<laughs> I'm just going to end it there, Rob, okay. because right. you don't know. I don't. I don't. But I do. Yeah. All right. Fine. I do. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> we love you all dearly. Uh, thanks for joining us. Join us next week when we will be doing King Kong Skull Island. This film was a little bit popcorn entertainment, a little bit shallow. Yeah, we'd... we thought we'd go for a bit of depth, a little bit of moral, moral conflict, yeah. and with... then tie it up with the comedies, you know, yeah, the throwaways, yeah. the Imbruge, the, yeah, exactly. the Seven Psychopaths, you know, they're the, yeah, yeah. They're the fun entertainment, they're the light, yeah, yeah, kind exactly. of enjoy type stuff. The Godzilla stuff, that's the wordy thinkers. Yeah, exactly. And Kong Skull Island is the wordiest. Is a wordy thinker. It is indeed. It's Ooh, got John Goodman in. It might in. be the wordiest. Tune in next week to find out whether Kong Skull Island is the wordiest <laughs> Titan movie? I don't, I don't know how I was going to end that Legendary fucking... Monsterverse Oh yeah, that's what we're doing Yeah, it's that one Do you know what King Kong will do though? Consume Ooh, that was a good one Consume You're an inanimate fucking object